I know that when I first started practicing manufacturing feelings, I thought this is BS. What am I doing? But I kept practicing it. And I realized I can partner with God to create positive feelings and feel good. And isn't that the point? What is happiness when I feel good? Well, I need all these circumstances to line up before I can feel good. Um, No, I don't. I can choose to feel good right now and recognize in gratitude. Look at all these things that I have in my life right now that are awesome. And then God Mm -hmm. and I can co-create even more things that are awesome. And when I have setbacks, it's just a setback because I realize my whole life is not falling apart because I've spent so much time thinking about the positive things. Welcome to Quiet Your Mind Chatter. I'm Lucky, your favorite or soon-to-be favorite podcast host on Maui here in the heart of Hawaii. Today, you get to hear not one but two conversations with my lovely and wonderful coaching client, Sambo, as we accentuate the positive. Sambo lives in Portland, Oregon, a city near and dear to my heart. For 10 years, I lived an hour east of the Rose City in the Columbia River Gorge. I love the Pacific Northwest, the mountains, the forests, and the people who are intelligent and kind and outdoorsy, which perfectly describes Sambo. Let's dive in. Hi, Lucky. Hi, Sambo. Sambo is one of my wonderful coaching clients, and he has kindly agreed to come on this podcast today to talk about an issue that we're going to ask God to help with in hopes that God can work through us to help our listeners. Tell us about what we're asking God to help with today. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, There's a big uh, transition going on in my life particularly with work. I'm really looking for guidance and and how to navigate coming from a work from home uh, situation to to navigating myself back into the workforce where I'm around people and in an office setting and we'll have a boss and a supervisor and just all the dynamics that that's going to come with that where I'm usually self-sufficient and just by myself and left to my own devices while I'm working from home. I'm so glad that you're bringing this problem to God and to our listeners today, because I'm guessing that you're not the only one that was able to work from home and be independent, be in your own space during the first part of pandemic. And now a lot of us are going back into in-person workspaces. So thanks for for bringing up this topic. It's an important one. What are some of your fears about going back to a physical building for work? Well, I know that previously when I worked in the office around office environment, there was way more critiques and criticism and unnecessary advice uh, sometimes. And we've all been pretty spoiled during COVID to work from home and kind of usually just check in with our superiors or supervisors and bosses. But going back into an office setting would require me to kind of be more open-minded again with uh, my work adjusting to the small chit chat that you usually have at work, uh, the water cooler talk, the being around um, so many other employees versus just being in my own space here at home. So that's just one of the fears that I have is just adjusting to just that open environment again and knowing that my work will be looked at more closely than it has been working from home. Okay, so definitely more scrutiny. And can you tell me more about the water cooler chit chat? Is it that people draw have in the past have drawn you into gossip and that doesn't feel good? Or just that you're used to just having your own headspace and now you have to uh, talk to these people? Well, it's kind of different because working from home, usually companies have an internal chat. There's companies who use different programs. Um, where you're constantly chatting all day versus while in the office, people are usually just working in their own space. And then during breaks and lunch and stuff, there's usually not necessarily a requirement, but you have to be open to just having conversations with people. 
I like to do that as well. I like to be around people. I like to be in communities and, and projects and things of that nature, but on my own time. But now going back into the office on an almost daily basis, that time is kind of looked upon as a way to get to know your peers and, and build closer relationships. And, you know, sometimes I'm not always up to that task. Be chit-chatty during, say, a lunch break or or walking down the hallway and, and just uh, talking to people um, in between going to use the restroom and coming back to the office or or the conference room and things like that. So. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome because I know that I look for connections with people and I want it to be on my time. And then when I receive that connection and it's at a time which is inconvenient for me, my initial reaction as a human, very flawed woman is to be annoyed and <laughs> upset that this person's demanding something of me and then I at the same time I'm trying to fake it like I'm happy to see them and then I remember oh yeah I am been asking God for community and connection and here it is and I'm angry about this so let's be open to this it's not something I'm proud of and I'm glad that you're saying it out loud that I don't know what it's doing for our listeners, but that makes me feel some camaraderie. Like I'm not the only one who wants it at my convenience. Thank you for that. Sambo, I have a couple of suggestions for you from my book, which is also called Quiet Your Mind Chatter. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> ready or not. This first suggestion is from my chapter that has a ton of journal prompts and prayers. And this one is called Self-Doubting Hero. And the prayer and or journal prompt is that you write and or say to God, God, I give you my fear that I don't have what it takes to blank, fill in the blank, Help me to trust that you will provide the resources to co-create the amazing life to which you are calling me. Heroes are often ill-equipped and filled with self-doubt. They don't know if they have what it takes to win each battle and the unrelenting war. You are the hero in your own life, unsure if you can surmount the intimidating obstacles in your way. Give this fear to God and ask God to replace your self-doubt with divine trust. Trust that your willingness to move forward step by humble step will result in your best life. Tell me your thoughts on that passage. Does that feel like it resonates with you or not so much? I think it does. Uh, you mentioned fear in that passage, and I think that's what it basically all comes down to, right? Fear of change, fear of a new environment, fear of criticism. Journaling would definitely be something That'll help. I journal a little bit now, but to be specific and intentional in my prayer and journaling will probably help me way more than I think it will if I chose not to do that. Okay, well, I will send you this prayer slash journal prompt. Your suggested homework is to write it out. I'll send it to you, just copy it verbatim, or you can change it. You can put it into your own language. That's awesome too. Uh, mm -hmm. God, I give you my fear that I don't have what it takes to, and then you'll fill in the blank. Be successful at work. Gracefully welcome the water cooler chit chat. Accept the constructive, hopefully constructive and not destructive criticism advice and help me to trust that you will provide the resources to co-create the amazing life to which you're calling me. Maybe you can change that to or add on to it that you're asking God to help you use that for your greatest good, that this is happening for you and not to you. Sounds amazing. Sounds like a goal and a plan. How many days is it until you start your new job? It's within a week. Yes correct it's uh next thursday how many times would be realistic for you to journal between now and then i could probably journal almost every night if not every other night so today's saturday so we have saturday sunday monday tuesday and wednesday so we have five evenings if you start tonight the way that i like giving homework is to give the absolute minimum 
that no matter what happens, you can, or almost no matter what happens, you can meet this goal. And then there could be a bonus goal, maybe minimum you would do it once or minimum you would journal twice. And then it's possible for you to do it three or four or five times. So you get an A for doing it the minimum. If you do it more than that, you get an A plus. So what would be the minimum you get an A goal for how, how many times would you journal between now and then over the next five nights? It'll probably be at least once and up to three, realistically. So we'll say minimum one time bonus goal would be three times total, not three and three additional times. So once you get an A, if you do it two or three times, mm -hmm. you get an A plus. Yes, I love it. And what is your vision of journaling? To journal for five minutes, to journal for 20 minutes. Again, thinking about minimum. If between now and then something happens and it's gobbling up all your time, but even within that parameter, you would be able to complete your journal prompt. Um, generally, when I, I do my other journaling or for myself, it's more kind of like a word processor typing ordeal mm -hmm. usually i pray for five minutes or so and then journal up to 20 minutes 30 minutes depending on whatever's on my mind so for adding this part of it to my journaling it'll probably be 10 to 15 minutes because it's it's something that i would want to focus on for the next week so let me sh make sure i heard you correctly so you're going to keep your daily practice of praying for five minutes and journaling for 20 to 30 minutes and you're going to add this on top of that which this would take about 15 minutes additional time yes i just want to make sure that's going to work we don't want to add on burdens we want to do some work but not make it too hard so that sounds doable to you yes it's very doable okay okay great thank you for that and I have a second passage from my book. It's called Dreaming with Gusto, which utilizes the law of attraction. By pairing mental images with positive feelings, you will infuse your life with the universe's magic, creating supernatural synchronicity. During this visualization, you will invite your favorite images to the party within you. The voice will not be on the guest list. And the voice is the voice of mind chatter that self-doubt that creeps in that says, Sambo, you've been working from home. This is going to be terrible. And maybe you'll be able to do it, but it'll be not fun. And maybe you won't even be able to do it. So uh, Dreaming with Gusto is a practice where you're visualizing what you want to happen, visualizing best case scenario. That's another suggestion that I have for you this week. And it could be short. It could be, it could set your timer for two minutes or three minutes. I think it's better to visualize on a daily basis for a short period of time versus visualizing once in a while for a longer period of time. And it's really simple. You basically, before you set your timer, decide the vision that you want to visualize. One day you'll visualize a coworker stopping you in the hallway and having a short conversation and you have positive feelings about that. You're manufacturing feelings of joy. You're manufacturing feelings of connection with this person and you're faking it till you make it that whatever's happening, talking with this person, oh my goodness, I made this great connection with this person. We, I realize we have a lot in common and now I feel this camaraderie at work and I'm looking forward to going to work more than I did the other day because this person's going to be there. Maybe I can talk to them again today. And you're not thinking about it isn't in the future is happening. You're pretending that it's happening right now because the universe is very literal. And if it's happening right now, the universe makes that happen time so maybe you set a timer for two minutes and think about that for visualize that for two minutes feel those good feelings and then that's that's it for the day and then the next day for that two minutes you could visualize your work going well 
and someone having a suggestion for you and it helped you. It was so helpful. You didn't even know you, you need to ask that question. Someone with a helpful heart, with gentle words, gave you a helpful suggestion and whatever project you had been working on at work that made it so much easier and all the future projects that that's going to make those easier too or what whatever it is vision that you're visualizing so just two minutes a day one minute a day three minutes a day whatever you want with those positive feelings visualize what you want to happen happening right now i think i can make it part of my prayer thing and journaling is is kind of maybe visualizing for two minutes before I go into prayer and then pray and then start journaling just to kind of keep it all linear and, and just all together. So that way I don't forget. If I put it all together in, in one session, it'll, it'll be easier to set aside that time. So does that resonate with you? Does that feel like a good fit? Because if not, you can skip it. All these are, just, I always make suggestions and it's simply a suggestion. Oh, no, it sounds really great, Lucky, to visualize. I know that I sit there and, and think about things that I want to happen, but to to actually close my eyes and visualize, try to manifest it in some way. I've never really thought about doing that before. Dreaming with gusto has been helpful to me because I think about best case scenario. If left in my own devices, mm. my mind goes into worst case scenario and then my emotions get involved and then my head really starts to spin and then it's a downward spiral and then not only am I worried about the new job that's coming up then I'm worried about my finances and my relationships and my living situation <laughs> it just keeps going and going where if I think about best case scenario and I practice that on a regular basis, thinking about wonderful things that can happen. What's the best thing that could happen? God and I co-create that or something even better than that. Because a lot of times God has huge, wonderful visions for me that my finite mind cannot even comprehend. And I start with thinking about the best case that I can come up with. And then I Keep asking God, as you do in your prayer time, direct my thoughts, direct my words, direct my actions, and God nudges us into a really wonderful, amazing direction. And we're prepared to receive that because we've been practicing receiving God's blessings and practicing feeling good. I know that when I first started practicing manufacturing feelings, I thought, this is BS. What am I doing? But I kept practicing it. And I realized I can partner with God to create positive feelings and feel good. And isn't that the point? What is happiness when I feel good? Well, I need all these circumstances to line up before I can feel good. Um, no, I don't. I can choose to feel good right now and recognize in gratitude. Look at all these things that I have in my life right now that are awesome. And then God mm -hmm. and I can co-create even more things that are awesome. And when I have setbacks, it's just a setback because I realize my whole life is not falling apart because I've spent so much time thinking about the positive things. I can relate to that where there's a fear or a situation or problem and usually the negative thoughts and emotions and, and circumstances that can come out of that will usually come to the forefront of, of what I think is going to happen versus anything positive. That's a great way to look at it, Lucky. And that part of the process is valuable as well, Sambo. Thank you for spelling that out for us because I don't want our listeners to think that it's possible just to sit around and force yourself or inspire yourself to feel good all the time because that's that's simply not true. Of course, as humans, when something or someone disappoints us, we feel let down, we feel angry, we feel hurt, we feel confused. It's good to feel our feelings, honor those feelings, be honest about this is really hard. I'm scared. I'm angry. Ask God for help through that situation. And then that passes. And then we can get to the part where we do have good feelings and we do have victories. We don't hang on to those negative times to safeguard against the negative things happen. Negative things just come and go. Positive things come and go. We're channels. We let it flow through us. And Sambo, that's why I love working with you as a coach, because you have such an amazing self-care practice that you consistently sit in prayer and journaling and meditation. Basically, I'm offering a 
different angle on what you're already doing, just a different perspective on maybe use this prayer or use this journal prompt of instead of what you've been doing for the next few days. Because when you you already have that self-care time carved in, you have time to think about positive things and, and journal about positive things and process the difficult things. So then when you're out in the real world doing regular everyday challenging stuff, those positive things can come back to us. Because if all you do is the grind, you, you get up, you go to work, you don't have a spiritual practice or you wait until some retreat, you only are on a retreat once in a great while. And that's when you do your spiritual practice and at home, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, who has time for that? We make time for that. And then the rest of our lives, when we are doing the grind, it's not so much of a grind because we have that touchstone with our higher power and our higher selves. I know that taking the time to reflect and meditate and, and work on yourself is, is something that I've struggled with, but I'm trying to be more proactive in it, just like anything else that we do in our lives, right? The more proactive or consistent we are, then, then the better we're off with trying to maintain our, our meditation practices and making sure our mind doesn't run off with crazy thoughts all the time. I appreciate that you are simultaneously relentless and you offer yourself grace because when you have your kiddos, you offer yourself grace that your kiddos take precedent and your schedule, of course, changes when when your children are with you. And then when you have more time to yourself, you take advantage of that and get back into the routines. Yes, definitely. It's always a work in balance. Awesome. Well, thank you again. So we'll continue working together for our weekly check-ins. And we'll check back in here in a few weeks and hear our share with our listeners how, how things turn out. I can't wait to see how things unfold and how God's going to be working in your life. I'm excited, Lucky. I'm excited to see where I'm going to be in a few weeks. I'm hopeful that it will be much better than the fears that I'm experiencing right now. Yes, we are on the verge of even more happiness than we have at this moment. After a word about one of my offerings, you'll hear the concluding interview with Sambo. I invite you to my upcoming online spiritual retreat, which is August 26th and 27th. It's called Soul Vacation. Before the retreat, you would do a little bit of journaling, meditation, prayer, connecting with your higher power to figure out what you want the focus of your retreat to be. Maybe there's a problem in your life you want to tackle or you need clarity on something. So you do that before we meet and then we meet on Zoom just for an hour with our lovely circle of retreat goers to meet, greet and share our intentions for the retreat. And then you actually do the retreat on your own, either after that first Zoom meeting that same day or the next morning. And you, it's really easy. You just follow the instructions. I send you the instructions and it's four hours. You just follow the instructions for each hour, focusing on what you had decided, you and your higher power had decided to focus on. And then we meet again on Zoom to share how it went. It's a wonderful opportunity for some accountability and support. So you have a weekend of self-care with a spiritual focus. You can watch videos of previous retreats and read lots of information at wellnesswithlucky.com. And you can also register there. Welcome back, Sambo. It's so good to see you. It's good to be back, Lucky. Thank you for having me again. Sambo and I have been off camera, off recording, working together one-on-one -on -one every week for a number of weeks. And it felt like a good time to come back together and record our conversation to let you all know how God has been helping Sambo in his life. Can I ask you to share when did you last purposefully connect with your higher power and what did that look like? I actually connected with my higher power last night. I had some time to just reflect. I took time off of work and did a hike and at the top of uh, this hill park area, I was able to walk about three miles and sit down and just meditate and pray and journal for about 30 minutes. That sounds lovely. I'm so glad you took that time off of work to focus on your higher power. So did you bring a notebook with you? Did you have that in a bag? And just, just want to know the nitty gritty details so people can emulate that if they want. 
I had a couple things that I wanted to meditate and pray on. So I had four bullet points. And I, as I was walking and hiking, I reflected on those points. And when I finally sat down, I was able to go back and just write my thoughts on those four things. And it was a very, very good reflection time. I was able to write way more than I had anticipated. But it was also good to get pen to paper and really express just everything that I'm going through at this time. Thank you for sharing that. Because a lot of times I love talking with my clients, my podcast guests about the big picture things, how we connect with God spiritually and how we move forward spiritually. And that's all well and good. But I want our listeners to know, what does that look like? Oh, you brought some bullet points and then you thought about it and then you wrote about it. We know what that means. We can picture that in our head. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So the last time we talked on the podcast, you were starting a new office job after working from home for 12 years. You were going to need to trade your house slippers for dress shoes and leave the house at a certain time. And then, oh my goodness, chit chat with coworkers whenever they felt like chit chatting. So fill us in. What, what happened when you first started back and what's been happening lately with those things? I've been there for about two weeks and I was very excited. I was very nervous. It's been going great so far. It's been actually really, really great so far. Just like any office, there's usually someone who is kind of the stronger personality, but because of my relationship with my higher power and just being able to sit down and pray and meditate and just use the tools in your book, I was able to really, really take a hard look at what I want out of my job and this this transition in my life and proceed with just just everything that that has been presented to me in a positive, encouraging way and not looking at anything negative or trying to point out the things that I, I can't control. So it's been it's been a great learning experience and it's only been two weeks and I'm looking forward to to just the future and, and what the job holds for me. When you are dealing with a personality at work, what does that look like? You're able to gain some wisdom from your higher power and help with your higher power. What does that look like? Do you wait until you get home from work and then take some time to reflect and ask God what you could do in the future? <laughs> it's funny that you asked that. We kind of have kind of an open space work environment. Even if you are agitated or concerned or, or felt like you don't have the space to express what you're feeling. I'm able to just step away and, and pause and commune with my higher power for, for a few minutes and then step back into the workplace. That has been really essential in bringing my energy and, and my vibe just back, back to a more peaceful place than addressing the issue right away. Thank you for sharing that, because I'm guessing that most of our listeners are frequently in situations where they can't take a break and go onto some Zen mountaintop and gather themselves that life is happening on life's terms in the present moment, and we can't always take a break and go gather ourselves. And it sounds like you're, you're able to do that in small little pockets and then get back into the big group room and fare better. I'm, I'm glad for that. And I'll have to say, Sambo texted me a picture of his first back-to-work outfit, and he looked good. Tell me about wearing office clothes. What has that been like? It's been a funny experience uh, shopping for clothes uh, the last time, like you mentioned earlier to our listeners. It's been about 12 years since I've really been in office environment. Going back and shopping for clothes has been a blessing that my higher power has given me as well. I've lost some weight recently in the last couple of years. Just being able to go and find new styles and a new wardrobe and just trying to, to look nice, it, it gave me definitely a self-esteem boost and definitely got a lot of compliments and, and a lot of positive messages from friends and family. It's interesting how just a little change in wardrobe can transform your mind and and your, your personality and, and your pride in your work. I love it because 
when you were thinking about giving up the PJs and going back into a collared shirt, maybe not so excited about it, but you were open to it. You were open to the possibility that it could turn out well. And it turned out even better than you had thought. For sure. Can you give our listeners an overview of how you lost weight? Because I've been watching you the last couple of years as you've been getting healthier and getting in shape. And can you speak about that? I had made a conscious decision to start losing weight and and getting healthier. And it was hard at first, but I was able to have a goal in mind, a weight goal in mind. And one of the biggest things that I started doing was just running any chance I get. Because of that, I have been part of a running group. I run consistently a couple of times a week. Soon I will be doing a half marathon. And it will be my second one. And because I've been training my body to take on more and more miles, it's gotten easier and easier. And the same with just the relationship that I have with my higher powers. Just the more that I train my mind and and reach out and pray and meditate, it has given me a better overall well-being. And one of the goals that we, you and I, Sambo, had worked on every week the last however many weeks we've been working together was your exercise regime because you were full on an exercise you had your routine down pat not a problem and then back to in-person work and that threw a wrench in your exercise plans and then you didn't give up you needed to pause for a little while when you were first starting your job. And then the last couple of weeks, you've been getting back into it. I know each so each week, Sambo and I have been setting three goals, I think on average every week, two or three goals that are doable and things that Sambo suggested or I suggested and we came to agreement that would be a good fit for him. One week, I think it was to get back up to 50% of your old workout routine. And then the next week was maybe up to 75%. Forgive my imperfect memory. Can you talk a little bit about that, about having a gap in a healthy routine and then giving yourself some grace to, it's okay to have a gap and then, and then try not to go full, full bore back into it to gradually work back into that. Oh, this takes me back a couple of weeks. Yes, that first week in the office, uh, adjusting to that new schedule definitely threw my workout regimen into a very low goal of 50%. But after working with you and having a plan, I can say this week I'm back at 100% and I know what my schedule looks like. So I can work around that scheduling and, and still maintain my fitness regimen. And that was a big concern of mine was just my workout regimen and that tapering off or just me getting to the point where I barely have any time and just quit altogether. There's always that fear, that healthy fear that work would just be too much and and too overwhelming. But my workout has, has gone back to 100%. Congratulations. It's been awesome to see you just keep it real that, okay, the first couple of weeks, come on, that's just not going to happen. And then go right back to 100%. Okay, that's not going to happen either. But slowly, you know, take a break and then slowly move back into it and not not beat yourself up. I love that. That's really good role modeling for me because I push myself pretty hard most of the time. And it's nice to have people around me who give themselves grace. And that reminds me, oh, yeah, I can take a break. It's okay. I can get back into it. And I think what I'm hearing is that it, and this is what I've, I've, experience with myself and with other clients too, is having some kind of accountability partner, some kind of friend that you can go to a safe person that you can say out loud, I'm doing this imperfectly. I'm taking a break from this. This is really important to me, whether it's exercise or any number of things in your life, any kind of healthy habits, you know, meditating or in a meditating practice and then something whatever happens or nothing happens at all and you just get out of the mood and you take a break for a while to be able to voice that to someone who is safe in your life and who can listen and give you support even if that person isn't a an accountability partner of some sort even if you don't have a coach or someone who can you know be serve as your accountability partner just saying out loud this is a really important part of my life and I'm not doing it right now. I've been on hiatus for a while. 
and I want to get back to it. And I'm afraid if I don't get back to it, I won't ever. And then all these bad things will happen and I'm going to give myself grace and and this week, okay, maybe this week I'll set the small goal of writing. I used to journal all the time. I haven't done it in two months. I feel like crap and I'm ashamed of myself. Okay, well, maybe I'll just journal 10 minutes once this week. And you're saying that out loud to someone. My own day-to-day practice, just regular life practice and spiritual practice, it helps me to write things down. And that's what you and I did. I was able, you you took notes on things when we were talking about it. And then I wrote it down and then texted you just the three bullet point goals that we're working on each week. And I do that for myself. So whatever goal it is or whatever thing it is that I'm trying to remember, I write it down and then I leave it there in front of me until I'm able to check it off the list or I I decide, oh, okay, I thought I was going to have time today to do this and I don't not a problem. I'm going to put a, you know, strike through it for today, line through it today and move it on to tomorrow's calendar or next weekend's calendar. So I'm glad that you were able to do that. And we can share that with our listeners, some real life self-care because it's real life. It's not like we start an exercise and eating and and meditating, journaling routine, and nothing interrupts that. Of course, things interrupt that. Hello, we're humans. And We can give ourselves grace in the pauses and then slowly work our way back on track. One of the fears that you had brought up was face-to-face criticism by multiple in-house bosses as well as your teammates. Because in the 12 years of you working virtually, yeah, you had some supervision, but it was on the lighter side of things. And now you're and it sounds like a big room full of people who can look over your shoulder and see what you're doing and com- make comments on that. So share with us how that experience has been going so far. I went into it with just an open mind. I understand the open office workplace. I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with cubicles, but these aren't even cubicles. They're just open desks. Everyone can see your workspace and anything you have on there. The criticism has not been as much as I had anticipated. Again, I'm very professional and and people are pretty professional in the office. So like I shared earlier, there's just someone who has a very strong personality who wants to do things a certain way. But for the most part, we share ideas and have suggestions and kind of democratically the the majority rules. I work on a 10-person team and basically the team only gets together in person on Tuesday. The whole team is there. But Outside of that, we're telecommuting or having meeting through a web-based video chat program. It's helped create a team spirit by at least being able to meet each other and see each other once a week uh, versus just all being online and virtual like we used to be in uh, my previous profession. My opinion is valued as part of the team. So the criticism and the fear that I had of people giving their opinion and I wasn't ready to receive it has been minimal. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm glad that you are relying on your higher power. So when criticism does come down the road, you can ask your higher power for help to accept that and to use that for your greatest good. And yes, other people's opinions about us and our work matter, especially if they're our supervisor and our higher powers opinion of us matters absolutely way most, way more than any other's opinion. So that helps us to keep that in perspective. Yes, it's been a great learning experience and I'm definitely someone who likes to learn. I'm looking forward to just learning new things as as I move forward with this job. I want to ask you about wellness tools. I had suggested in our first podcast interview that you try visualization, utilizing the law of attraction, whatever it is that you want. You visualize it happening in the present moment and feel those positive feelings. And I honestly can't remember if I checked in with you, if you've done that. Have you tried that or how did that go? Or you just did your own form of meditation? Uh, there are things that I wanted going into uh, everything in this last month, uh, the new job, my workout regimen, you know, refraining from eating unhealthy foods and maintaining a cleaner diet. I work with what you call graphs a lot and spreadsheets. I've shared this. I'm, I'm really into that kind of stuff. 
So basically making those spreadsheets and and graphs just visualizing that on my laptop saying you know this week i only did 50 percent versus 70 percent and and kind of like the flow charts and the graphs is, is is my way of visualizing my progress or my decline or my growth in any area such as journaling and workout and, and all that stuff so having a visual flow chart and graph in front of me kind of shows my highs and lows and that's really helped if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the items on your chart that you track? Sure. So I track my calories for my overall fitness and well-being, um, how many miles I ran in the week, how many times I've journaled, and the foods that I eat is, is a way of saying, oh, well, this week I only ate one day of unhealthy food versus three days of unhealthy food, and also how many times I've journaled. It, it's, it's, it's silly to think that I made a flow chart of how many times I journal, but you know, on the weeks that I hit the three to four times a week, it, it looks really good compared to once a week. And again, it's, it's just having those goals and knowing that you can reach those higher goals. It's, it looks great. I, I'm a visual person when it comes to graphs and flow charts. So having that on a spreadsheet in front of me that I can just check at any moment's notice from my smartphone keeps me encouraged to continue doing what I'm doing. I love the chart. I don't think it's silly. If it's silly, it's silly in a good way because you get to be your own accountability partner. You get to write down what you're doing, keep track of your goals, keep your focus on that. So then you can move forward because for a lot of us, maintenance is really challenging. We can go to some weekend retreat and start on some new diet and accomplish a lot in a short period of time. But then what do you do for the other 11 months of the year? Are you maintaining that? And it sounds like you have found a good fit for you. A flow chart sounds like it's a perfect fit for you for maintenance. I'm just a spreadsheet kind of guy. And, and having that just take the data and then make it into a flowchart or graph it's, it's visually stimulating for my mind. <laughs> I guess it's the best term. And just a couple more things I wanted to cover. Forming good habits, because you, that was a huge transition going from your old work to this new job. And you were mindful, you were intentional about forming new habits. And I wanted our readers or our listeners, excuse me, to, to be able to hear that. So one was eating and you'd already, you just touched on that because your job, it sounds like your workplace, similar to a lot of people's workplaces, a lot of temptation in the food department. People bring in junk food and it's right there. And if you're tired or hungry or frustrated or bored, any emotion that you want to escape from, hey, I'm going to reach in there and grab that. And you had expressed concern about that. And I had suggested that right off the bat, Sambo, you just form good habits. So you don't ever reach for that junk. You don't even look at it. Because that's what I found is if I look at something and actually see what's there in the food department, and also honestly with the people department, I used to, whenever I drove by my ex-boyfriend's place where he lived, I would look up to see if his light was on and I'm like, oh, he's home or oh, he's probably not home. And I didn't want to get back together with him. It wasn't the healthiest of relationships, but I kept looking up there and thinking about him. And then we got back together for a short period of time until we both realized, yeah, this doesn't work. We broke up for a reason. And that's the same way I found with me and food. If I'm somewhere and there's all kinds of stuff that is not for my greatest good, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. So for me, it's not like, oh, I'll just have a little sample that will open the door and I might end up binging and God will really need to help me close that door. So if I don't look, if I see oh, over there out of the corner of my eye is the person, place or thing that is not for my greatest good, I'm just going to keep it on, you know, if I physically need to be in that room or in that place, I'm not going to look directly at it just physically like keep my eyes averted. And then of course, stay away. If I, you know, if the food's in the break room, don't spend time in the break room. So tell me about your experience with avoiding junk food at work. I think out of all the things that I shared with you, even just the worry about criticism at work, uh, the food was my hardest thing <laughs> to do. I 
shared with you before that I love snacking. The company offers snacks and energy drinks and endless coffee, those kinds of things. And I, I took your advice. I just avoided it unless I wanted to go in and just grab like a banana or an apple or one of the protein bars, something that, that I was health that was healthy, but not look at anything else. And I've just started to bring my own snacks where I don't have to step into the break room. Um, and that's really helped crave my desire for all the unhealthy stuff. And I've been really good with it. Really, really good with it. Is the temptation there? Oh, every single day, <laughs> every single day uh, when you walk by. But like you said, if I avoid it and I don't have that desire and then I'm good and I, I can go and just grab a healthy yogurt or a banana or an apple or protein bar, healthy protein bars. And for the most part, just drinking water alone removes that craving as well. And I've taken to drinking a lot of water to just keep myself hydrated as well. So congratulations. It really worked. I'm so glad that you've been taking advantage of this opportunity to form good habits because it is so much easier to form a good habit and maintain that good habit than to start a bad habit and then try to quit. You're doing it. And it's good to keep your guard up. You know, if you work there for the next 12 months in a row, and the next 12 months in a row, you do not get any junk food out of the the junk room, we'll call it. And there are apples and bananas. So there are some healthy options and you, you stick with that when you go in there. And that is no guarantee that on month number 13, you won't have a breakdown. So I'm glad that you're forming good habits and still keeping keeping that health and fear. And the last thing I wanted our listeners to hear about is your financial health, because taking care of our financial health is part of a healthy spiritual path. God wants us to make healthy financial choices. And yes, I'm all about being a spiritual teacher and quieting your mind and connecting with God and we are humans in a capitalist society, so we need money to pay for things. And not just now when we're working, paying our bills right now while we're working, if if we are, I'm working, Sambo's working. But at some point, Samba and I hope to retire. Most of us hope to retire and stop working. And if we are living in reality, we realize that, okay, at 65 or 74 or whatever day we quit working, our bills will keep coming and it will be really great at that point to have a nest egg that we have set aside every month, money every month, this now during our working lives that we can spend later in our 70s and 80s and 90s and beyond. And Sambo, tell us about the process of starting your 401k. Awesome, Lucky. I am so ecstatic about having a 401k. Again, I've had one previously in a previous job but the amount wasn't that much and on your insistence you suggested I set that up right I did, away I did nag I usually don't nag that much but on this one I kept <laughs> bringing it up don't put this off Sambo do it now <laughs> right and that is just amazing they said by my second paycheck it should be able to um, automatically withdraw and withhold that from my paycheck. And that's just an amazing feeling. Again, this first paycheck that I'm looking to receive is, is the biggest paycheck I've ever received in my life. But minus the amount that they haven't already taken from my 401k that you told me to set aside and consider it just an extra contribution that I can make later on. And I'm just so blessed. I should say, to have taken your advice. So then that way that is withheld and, and I don't think about it. And then the money that I do receive is the income that I could use right now. That's awesome. I'm so glad that God is helping you through me because Sambo, and I want to tell listeners, Sambo has been working towards this promotion essentially for years because he's had good jobs in this job pay significantly more because he has built a really good reputation for himself. He's got some skills and he's got solid resume recommendations from past employers. So this didn't happen overnight. So if you are starting at something, whether it's building a spiritual practice or building your career, 
or you have little ones and you're starting a family and you look at people who are older or wiser, or maybe you're restarting your career, starting a new career, starting a new battle. You know, you've had some health issues or some changes, significant changes in your body, and now you need to function in your body in a completely different way than you have before. Take heart. I think everyone that I know who is, you know, beyond a certain age, we've had we've had to build slowly and start over and build again when we are able to connect with each other for support, connect with our higher power for support and direction, things often turn out really, really well. And I, I'm so glad that I get to celebrate Zambu's success. And so since his paycheck was going to be significantly more than the paychecks he had been used to in the past, that's why I said right off the bat, just get that money into that 401k. So then when you start getting your paychecks, you're just used to that. That's just the amount that you have to live on in your daily in your daily life. And it, and again, that takes effort. It's not like he snapped his fingers and it happened. He, need, he had to inquire with the powers that be at his work and then be patient because things take time and he wasn't able to sign up right away. Just like building his resume and his skills, he just, this man doesn't quit. I'm glad I followed your lead. Yeah, I'm still blessed either way. (laughs) That paycheck is amazing either way. Well, thank you, Sambo. I'm so glad that you're able to share with our listeners your, first of all, your vulnerability that you are afraid of change and you are afraid of criticism. And now you're living proof that you partner with your higher power and you're working through it. And with humility and gratitude. And I'm so glad to have you as part of my life. Thank you, Lucky. Thank you for being my coach. It's been an eye-opener. It's been life-changing. And it's just been a positive experience overall. Sounds good. Aloha. Thank you for listening. I trust that something that Sambo and I said is going to help you in some way. If you would like to receive more support from yours truly, You can read my latest personal development book, Quiet Your Mind Chatter, from my website as an ebook at wellnesswithlucky.com. You can buy it as a paperback from Amazon or listen to it on Audible. I also offer retreats. I've got one coming up here real soon on August 26th and 27th. Again, wellnesswithlucky.com. That's where you register or just read about it, see if it's a good fit for you. And I love coaching Sambo and I might love coaching you. I don't know. I haven't talked to you about it yet. More information on, you know where, wellnesswithlucky.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook at Wellness with Lucky, YouTube at Wellness with Lucky, Instagram at Wellness Lucky, or find me at LinkedIn by searching for Lucky McCullough. Blessings.